You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Grass and Joe Ostrowski here with from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Michael Felder, college football analyst, will join us in one hour to go over the week one card, if you can believe that's finally upon us. But first, let's get to the NFL. And Joe, today is cut day, so there's going to be a ton of news. Your Twitter feed will be inundated with tons of tweets about players you may not have heard of. So let's talk about <laughs> someone we all have heard of. Running back Jonathan Taylor, currently of the Indianapolis Colts. Ian Rappaport says that Miami and perhaps another team are very much in the mix for Taylor. And yes, there is this imposed deadline of today as far as potentially getting a trade done. But this new, the rumor mills, the the news, all that stuff has been going on for some time. Joe, what do you make of this on the unholiest of all days on the NFL calendar? I'm not sure that something gets done today involving Jonathan Taylor. Now, anytime Ian Rappaport does put something out there, I take it with a grain of salt, to be quite honest, because what is he? He's an NFL PR machine. When agents need a favor, when a team needs a favor, they reach out to to uh, Rappaport most of the time, and he, and he puts it out there. And maybe he cashes in down the road on said favor. So I... I'm not sure if this ends up happening. Every time I hear the reports about, okay, this many teams have called offers from these many teams. Yeah, that's great. What's the offer? Because we know the Colts are asking for a lot. And this is the off season of uh, the running back being told, hey guys, it's been the dirty rumor for a while, but yeah, it's reality. You're not worth much. And uh, we're not going to pay you guys. After your rookie contract, we're going to say sayonara and good luck uh, latching on to another team. Thank you very much for your work. I only hear Miami, and that does make a lot of sense because they've just, since Mike McDaniel's uh, gone down to South Beach, they just seem to collect guys like, oh, Mostert or Jeff Wilson. There's that history there. Let's draft A-Chain. You know, let's bring in uh, Gaskins. They got all these just guys and they can rotate them, but I don't know that that's the best plan of attack. Would they give up a two? I don't know that I would, but they are in much uh, more of a position to succeed than Taylor's current team, the Indianapolis Colts. I, I just don't know that uh, anything gets done today. How about you? I'm not sure anything gets done today either. And while it's lovely to have a deadline, to me, I, you know, if I had to guess, I would say that part of this deadline is simply just to say, all right, you can have your fun. 
You can talk to people, you can see what's out there, but at some point you need to get back to work and you need to be part of this organization. And maybe they're not saying that overtly, but definitely in the back of the collective heads of the Colts front office, it's very much, all right, have your fun, but you are ultimately our prodigal son. You are going to come back and you are going to play for us because the market is absolutely pitiful for running backs right now. And even though you're a really, really, really good one and... I, I'm not going to say he's the best one, but I'm sure some can make the case he's the best one right now because of how young he is, uh, what he did when fully healthy. Certainly that case could be made. But even when you are one of the great ones and you are as young as he is, it just doesn't matter right now. Now, granted, you know my interactions with Jonathan Taylor have been very limited, but he always struck me as a really thoughtful, cerebral guy, someone who understands football and perhaps the business of football a little bit better than most everybody else. And so maybe he knows something the rest rest of us don't. Maybe we will have egg in our faces as far as believing that he's going to return to the Colts and things are going to go back to normal. And that's certainly a possibility. At the same time, and we're going to talk about this uh, in future segments when we break down some NFL bets we like, there is a reason why the Dolphins offense makes the most sense as far as a new landing spot for Jonathan Taylor. So I'm with you that it makes the most sense that if he is going to go anywhere, it's to Miami and a team that is probably on the cusp. And the Dolphins may very well be on the cusp in a really competitive division. But if you are on the cusp of making the playoffs, maybe uh, getting one of those top seeds in the AFC, winning the division, things like that. This might be a move that you make. And so in terms of the identity, the makeup of the offense, this makes a lot of sense for the Dolphins, but the price may just be too steep. And for a franchise that is a little bit more analytically driven than it has been in seasons past, this doesn't seem like a move that would make a whole lot of sense for them in the long term. They are the third favorite in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. They're a coin flip. I see minus 105 BetMGM to make the playoffs. Whether we agree with it or not, there, there. if a move is made, there would be an adjustment. Uh, how much of an adjustment, I'm not sure. I don't know that they would leap to being, I don't know, co-second favorites with the New York Jets, but that would be interesting to watch because it, there would be some sort of a move. I'm not saying a win total would adjust at all, but maybe the juices added on them to make the playoffs. Maybe they're closer to the Jets in the division odds. That would be interesting. But does anyone else make sense? And if Miami understands that they're the only team with a legitimate offer for Jonathan Taylor, uh, what? why offer it to? They probably don't have to. It, it's funny. What you said about covering Jonathan Taylor and everything we've heard about him is spot on. And then what have we heard over the last month? Stories to the contrary. He's a problem in the, in the locker room. Like we, that is being floated out there while you're trying to command a second round pick, you know, both of those aren't going to work for Indy. So yeah, as we talk through this, I don't think anything gets done. And that deadline, that soft deadline is probably extended. Yeah, exactly. The PR machine continues to roll and different motives are floating different ideas out there. And perhaps none of it's true. It's just to, you know, bring the trade value down, bring the trade value up, whatever the case may be. And, right. and at the same time, this this could very well be much ado about nothing, at least to me, that's the case to you. That's the case as well. 
And look, if he's still with the Colts, like that, that still could be an exciting offense to watch. It could still be fun. Uh, it won't mm-hmm. win a lot of games, but it will be fun to see, uh, you know, who carries the rock and, you know, you can do all sorts of creative things uh, with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor uh, as greater runners as they are. So it would still be fun. It could still work. But still, uh, this the story might be getting annoying after a while if uh, nothing actually goes down. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, shall we? Uh, Kyler Murray is going to start the season on the pup list, which means he will miss the first four games. One of those officially official uh, kind of notes. But to me, perhaps the bigger story involves this idea of are the Arizona Cardinals actually tanking? And how well can you actually tank in the National Football League when you have players and coaches who are clearly trying to win games for individual motives and contracts and all that good stuff? Cardinals release Colt McCoy. They're going with Joshua Dobbs uh, and or Clayton Toon uh, to at least start things at the quarterback position. (laughs) Other moves that they made involve trading Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones. To me, those Mm -hmm. moves feel tankier, if that's a word, it is now. So to me, in a vacuum, getting rid of Colt McCoy to me is not a move that indicates tanking because I think maybe not so much Joshua Dobbs is better, but Colt McCoy is a good bit older. He's been part of our lexicon for 20 years now. Uh, Meanwhile, you probably want someone younger who can handle the rigors of a full NFL season in in case we don't see Kyler Murray at all in 2023. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I guess we were ahead of the move a little bit because we talked about this a lot yesterday and now it looks worse because people know Colt McCoy's name because they've seen him win football games and you figure, Oh, okay. We've seen him uh, slide in as a backup and things have been all right. I would disagree a little bit because maybe this feels worse because you just traded for Dobbs and he's going to be your opening game starter. Maybe he might be, or it's him or a fifth round rookie. Clayton Toon, most NFL fans have not heard of. So I, I here's the, the Kyler news. You're right. Like, who, who is waiting with bated breath, thinking that Kyler Murray might play in the first month of the season? I remind you that serious injury was in Week 14 of last year. I, I never thought that was in play, and I don't know what people were talking about. Um, the win total is down three and a half everywhere. We, we addressed how it was three and a half at a couple of spots. Now it's three and a half everywhere. The division win number is one and a half. So like there are all sorts of angles to take with this if you believe they're truly tanking. Is this the team you're going to fade in Survivor? If they're trying not to win, the under three and a half looks pretty strong depending on what kind of juice you get out there. Worst record is down to plus 220. The second favorite is Tampa at plus 750. They are the favorite for least points at plus 650. Second favorite, also Tampa. Owen 17 is on the board, Ed, 16 to 1. <laughs> the second favorite is 40 to 1. This is, we had that gap before. We had the gap before these transactions were made by the Cardinals. But now it's even a wider gap. So, yeah, I mean, if people are right, if they think the Cardinals are just going to be trying to lose every game, a lot of these massive survivor pools might have a lot of people uh, standing in the first, in the last month of the season. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, how, how many uh, people will be surviving, uh, say, in the big survivor pool? Like, how many uh, people will get to slice that $8 million pie, you think? Are you, are you taking Washington week one? Ah, oh, God. All right. It's I have not actually, tough. like, gone through. Well, I part of either. it is, like, if, yeah, I haven't gone through. And, and, you know, to do this properly, you need to go through, like, the holiday weeks and get those games out of the way and sort of work your work backwards so mm-hmm. I can't say right now, yeah, I'm going to take Washington. Can't do that. And not to mention, you know, we talked about this on the show yesterday that there are reasons to tail Sam Howell, and there may be better matchups out there as far as uh, ways to back Washington, uh, say in in more advantageous spots. But at the same time, it's like our baseball survivor pool. How many people? We're just picking the opponent of the Oakland A's, no matter if it were a seven-game week versus a six-game week, and no matter if they stunk as well, they are going up against Oakland, so it should be safe. There's going to be a lot of strategy involving specifically fading the Arizona Cardinals. That I do know for sure. And the question then is, okay, well, you know, they do play divisional opponents twice, and so you've got three weeks and holidays in all likelihood – uh, where you have to pick somebody else, uh, maybe that's what will ultimately decide who wins these survivor pools. Yeah, week five, they host the Bears, Washington does, for a Thursday night game. So that's a possibility. And if you make it all the way to week 15 uh, at the Rams, that, w- that would be a nice spot to probably have them. I'm not expecting Stafford to be out there at that point in the season. So if you don't go with Washington, you're doing a little bit of game theory. Like maybe you shock the world. This has happened before. Oh, wait, it happened last year. It feels like it happens every year early on. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, la- wasn't last year uh, the Bears game? Yeah, it was a Bears-Niners game in the monsoon. Yeah. Everybody had the yeah. Niners win it. Check the weather report ahead of time, boys and girls. Don't just uh, yeah. you know put it in Sharpie to take Washington right away. There may be a reason why you want to go in another direction. Absolutely. So, again, all your points are valid ones that – the organization may be tanking, but the players and coaches are not tanking, especially when you've got a first-year coaching mm-hmm. staff out there. They want to try and prove themselves. They, want to be, they don't want to be one and done. Not to mention, I also think that now there is precedent in the NFL where you can be fired after one year if things go that poorly. And if that's the sure. case, then definitely you have more motivation to go out there and do your best. Because if not then it's very easy for an analyst to come in and say, hey, actually with this coach, we would have performed a little bit better or this coach would be better with Caleb Williams, whatever it is. And that to me is the scary part in all of this if you really want the Cardinals to be tanking. I I find myself thinking about Roger Goodell. If they do this successfully like the Bears did a year ago, now what the Bears did was in-season tanking. They didn't didn't tank from the start. They actually had a decent start to the season, as we just mentioned. But are they going to try and do something like the NBA if this 
does happen. This is a league built on parity, and they saw it work for the Bears. Maybe the new regime is part of this. Like, hey, hey, you're not going to be fired after one year when we're trying to lose. We want to unload Kyler Murray. We're going to have to eat a ton of money, and down the road it's going to help us, and we see you as part of that plan. I don't know. Um, we shall see. It's going to be a popular angle. I'm sure it's all under money on the Arizona Cardinals three and a half now. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the latest NFL team offense rankings are out. We'll discuss our biggest takeaways from this list right here on the BetQL Network.